Good evening, everyone. This is the Josh and Joe podcast. Coming at you perched high above the thirsty owl. Nailed it. Yeah, I guess it's the from part that I say sometimes that is <laughs> unnecessary, right? Right. Very good. Knocked out of the park, Seek. Yeah, and Seek O'Shea. You're not you the only earlier. one. You're not the only one to get knocked out of the park. Earlier. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, it is a balmy July day in Saratoga Springs. We hope that everyone else is having nicer weather, but I don't think so. I think there's like a big heat wave. Like yeah, a, like it's a just the time of year. It's just the time of year. I love when people come in and they're like, boy, it's really hot out there. Like, you've been on the earth 45 years, 50 or 70 years. What did you think it was going to be on July 5th? Were you, were you expecting 52 and sunny? This is true. What were you thinking? Yeah. I love it when they come in and they go, I'm like, would you like to sit inside or outside? Like, is it hot out? I'm like, you just came in from the parking lot. You just came in from outside. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I love to just kind of go, are you kidding? <laughs> but, you know, it's a good entree to say, let me tell you what white wine is going to refresh your taste sure. buds. And I know my go-to right now. Mm. My go-to right now is a Pinot Gris. Mm. Delightful. At the Thirsty Owl. So... How was your July 4th? I know you partially answered this on, on the uh, Seco Says pod. pod. Um, yeah, we had a great time. We went and took in a baseball game in Worcester, Mass. The Woo Sox. The Worcester Red Sox, but the locals like to say the Woo Sox. And that was a lot of fun. Seco um, really enjoyed it. He got a lot of attention because we got there a little early and enjoyed it. And um, a lot of the... You know, young professional baseball players really took to Seco watching like bullpens and, and watching them kind of work on their craft well before game time. And they all threw in baseballs. So you got those really cool, you know, even though it was minor league baseball, I think there was a, a glut of baseballs for the games that weren't played um, in 2020. And so now they use those in the minors. It's the same construction, but usually the stamps is International League or Eastern League, depending on which minor league. Um, um, league that they're playing in but they all say Major League now and I'm assuming if I were to guess that that's because Major League had a million baseballs left over from you know two three years ago so anyways it was really fun we had a great time and we rushed back because he had a golf tournament today this morning and then he had um, all-star game tonight which both of those events went very well so yeah a lot of run around a lot of travel a lot of filling the tank with gas <laughs> literally and meta- metaphorically yeah. Well, so. you know, that's what summers are for, right? It is what they're for. A lot of people think it's just kind of hanging out at the pool, not for Seco. Yeah. Not for Seco's dad. You know what else summer is for? What's that? Dating. Oh. I always think Look at that segue. Seco, what did you think of that segue? <laughs> talking about sports, we're talking about being active in the summertime. She goes, you know what else dating, you know what else summer's for? Dating. <laughs> it's true. I are, there, are there months where I'm supposed to be taking dating off? Let me know that. You know... I don't know how you feel, but during the winter months, you know, people tend to... It takes more effort to get out. Ugh. And who looks, who's going to look sexy in a... In a vagina coat. coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reference folks. Or... If you have listened to all the episodes, you're probably having a giggle right now. She walked right into that one. I don't know what she was going to say, but I jumped in there before she could say it. Yes. To recap, I did walk into the Thirsty Owl to have 
a fun time here with a bunch of people and the coat I was wearing looked like a vagina coat. You can check it out on Instagram and vote yes it's up or there. no. It's up there. It's up there. So uh, I always think of the winter time as hibernation time, alone uh, time, not so much dating time because you can't really get you know, fun and lively. It's very hard. Although we did have a few few laughs here at the Owl. Of course we did. And it is a psychological thing that during spring, people physically come out of their shells and, you know, they yeah. have a better mindset. The sun's out, vitamin D. We're wearing a little less clothing. Look it, out. Naughty. I legitimately had coworkers in Washington who always used to come in and say, I love the spring because mm. they look out the window and all these women in their pretty little sundresses. Yeah, sure. Also, the I sun's out perverts, for longer. But you know, it's tough yes. to get too excited about December 21st when it, the sun comes up at 7.12 and it goes down at 4.27. It's just tough. You're right. You're, you There's no home sunlight. You work, or in your case, you go upstairs. <laughs> walk, walk up a flight of stairs. <laughs> yes. Um, you, you're not going to want to, you know, get all excited about going out to dinner and schlepping in the snow in the in the slush and stuff. So Right. So that's why spring and summer, I always think of like yeah. dating. Way to go with that segue, Joe. Yeah. You well, are hot right now. <laughs> I have been stewing on this term now for about 10 days because I heard it on the radio and it was one of those cliffhangers where the um, host was like, and next up, we are going to talk about detached dating after our next commercial break. Well, I had to leave the car after that, so I never heard oh. what the discussion was oh, I about. I thought we were taking a commercial break. Because you know what, most of the podcasts that I like to listen to, yeah. like Dan Savage or uh, Multi Emery, or yeah. there's so many, and I like listen to those, and all of their advertisements are about like there's uh, Dipsy, I think is the name of it, where there's there's this app that you pay for that tells you these erotic stories, and they're really good. <laughs> You've tried it. I tried it. I I did like a three month thing, and it was really good. Really? Yeah. Do you like erotic? So if you're more of a literature? if you're more of a between the ears type of like you know like if you like to read that stuff or and and the actors on there are great. There's great sound effects. Oh, it's like an audio book. Oh, it's so good. You're and kidding. you pick how many flames. Like three flames is like really naughty, like rated X. And then like one flame would might be like, and then Joe caressed his member. You know, be like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Instead of, you know, grab it. You know, like, so it's really cool. I would recommend it. There's probably a trial, too, where it's like a week trial. And then if you don't unsubscribe, then you get, get charged. But it's like four bucks. Like, guys, come on. You people that are listening to this podcast, you spend four bucks on some crappy coffee at Starbucks. Give a little support to people. that, And there's yeah, all kinds of representation. Yeah. There are people of color. There are, are different, you know, genders and different, you know, orientations. Like you can pick ones that are, that are uh, bi, that are lesbian, that are gay. I mean, it's so cool, so inclusive. Dipsy. Hmm. It just got an advertisement, even though it didn't advertise with us. But it is really neat. And nice. but what I was trying to say is, all the podcasts I listen to, all their commercials are like some kind of super lube or. <laughs> I'm like, man, I must really be sex positive because every podcast I listen to, all their commercials, all their talking point commercials like this are all like sex products. Oh, boy. So I know I'm on the right track with my podcast. <laughs> I guess so. And if you listen to some lame-ass podcast, it's probably about like dentures or some shit like that. <laughs> 
boring. Adult out. diapers. <laughs> okay, so detached dating. I asked you if you knew what this term was or what people were referring to as detached dating. Um, it's not a clinical term. It's not even an official term. But uh, not too long ago, we had a few of our friends here at the Owl uh, for lunch. You were quite busy behind the bar, but us girls oh, had yeah. a nice little chat. Around. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, she also said, I heard this on the radio as well. So mm. it's, it's going around. And I'm, I'm, I always listen Sounds to... Sounds like the flu. It's going around. <laughs> it's going. I always listen to what current the terms are that are being used and, and, and whether or not it's something that's just used by a few people mm-hmm. or, or by a lot of people. So I think in this case... It's out there. Mm -hmm. So the definition of detached dating is dating without the attachment and non-exclusively dating multiple people at a time. So it's like polyamory light. I agree. Which then led me to read more about it. And I came to the conclusion. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Joshua is correct again about how to view dating. Well, I'm not correct. I just, what works best for me. And I think that people will find if they were patient enough and stop breaking my chops enough and just try it. Like, why are you exclusive when you date someone three times? You go on three dates. Why? Why? Yeah, that's not, that, that exclusive is not. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, I would never want, if it was someone that I was dating for six months, two years, whatever, I just don't ever want someone, look, I'm not going to have everything in common with everyone that I date. Like when I, when I got married to Seiko's mom, I was at a point in my life where I could not wait to be a father. I knew that I would probably be halfway decent at it. And I hope that I am. I mean, the jury's out on that until Sika becomes a full-blown adult and that he contributes to society and he's a good kid and he does right and he's empathetic and he's compassionate and he tries hard and he he, he does things with intent in his life. Mm-hmm. Not if he's good at baseball or golf or even school for that matter. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a good person, right? Mm-hmm. But I, that's when I was ready to not, I don't know if settle down is the right word, but I wanted to be a father, right? So... Maite was very is and still is very pretty, mm-hmm. and she played golf. Gorgeous. She played golf, and golf was a huge part of my life still at that point in time. And you know, I did not take the time to figure out if we fired on the same cylinders and and had enough in common on a lot more important items. Mm-hmm. And it turns out we didn't, and that's okay. I mean, I watched I watched Seiko play eighteen holes in 90 degree weather today, up and down these hills, fairways a half moon, that back nine is just, I would say walking the back nine there would be like at least climbing Sleeping Beauty over in the Adirondacks up up near Lake George. It, it, it's just unbelievable, so much up and down. We had so much fun and you know, her husband now, Matt, his father was walking around with us, so nice. Oh, that's we call nice. him Papa Horton, right Zeke? And he's nodding his head yes. See, it's hard on a podcast to see when you nod your head. So just say yes next time. Okay. <laughs> Papa Horton's really nice, right, Seiko? Yeah, very. Okay, very good. And we had a blast. So, like, classic, all's well that ends well, right? right. 
But, you know, I just, I don't want to, back to your question, I don't would never want to, if I were seeing someone, you know, I'm not everyone's going to be like, think golf is really fun or baseball is really fun, or I won't expect everyone to be way, way, way into Seiko and his life and his experiences. Um, I don't expect everyone to be on board with, being a huge fan of hanging around with someone who owns a restaurant and they have to work these weird shifts and they're always working on the weekends. I don't expect everyone to be in that groove or appreciate that groove. And if I were seeing someone for two months or two years and someone came along their path that had more in common with them than I did or was funnier than I was or was more handsome than I am, which is very easy. It's very easy. Two arms, two legs and a face. (laughs) Um, they have a good chance and I don't, I don't want to spend my dating career or my dating experience with someone hoping that they don't meet someone cool. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So that you back that way off into, you know, detached Detached dating dating, where you're just starting and you're not even two months in, let alone six years, six, six months in or two years in. Okay. So back it off to two weeks in, of course, this is how you should date. Of course, this is how you should date. You don't go on three dates in two weeks with someone, yeah. even if you're having a great time, and, ex- and expect or start talking about exclusivity straight away. Yeah, and, and this is this is why I'm saying you you kind of have this right. When I say kind, I'm just I think I do. I think you have this right, and and here's why. And you not that you don't explain it very well, coming out of personal experiences, but also. Um, let's first of all, let's first go to some of the complication of detached dating. If somebody is goal oriented, in this case, if one person has a goal in mind, they do want to get married. They do want to settle. They want to have okay, children. So, so a romantic date. I didn't know what you're, or, or a romantic goal. I didn't understand where you were going with that. They're going to be like a goal or where they wanted just, to be a Supreme Court justice. Or, or just goal-oriented, period. Because typically okay. if you're goal-oriented in your professional life, you typically are goal-oriented in your professional life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did I just say a professional and personal life? Sure. Sorry. So detached dating by definition you cannot have a definable outcome. So you're going on dates without, you know, without the thought of where, you can't ask, you're not allowed to ask, where, where is, is this going? going? My, my least favorite question. <laughs> right. Was that one thing you sent to me, that weird advice, like YouTube short piece that you sent to me, and then the woman chimes in, your boy uh, Hussey. Matthew Hussey, right. I didn't mind what he said. Right. And then this woman chimes in, she's like, you know, don't put me in the position where I have to ask where this is going. Like, well, don't ever ask it. Mm, yeah. If you have to ask it, yeah. things are probably not going the way that you want them to. Yeah. And maybe the way you want things to go shouldn't be where it should correct. be. Correct. Yeah, oh, it shouldn't okay. be where it's going. Okay, so under, you know, we do have to give credence to the fact that some people are goal-oriented. They just don't want to date for the sake of dating. So that's an issue. But what's a goal? Listen, I, okay, I, listen, listen. Yeah. I think predominantly when we talk about dating, mm-hmm. we're talking about people dating that are around our age. So let's yes. call it like late 30s to early 50s, 60, whatever. The yes. na- you can date however long you can date to your 90. I don't, that's great. Right. Rooting for you. But 
we're not really talking about 20, 25, 30 year olds. Because, no, 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 no. I mean, a lot of people that want to have a family do still feel the stigma of if I want to have a family, then I should be married. And that's fine. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong. You can certainly have kids without being married. You can certainly have kids without even having a partner. Right? Right. And I'm not saying right, wrong, and different. I'm just saying most of the people that we talk about mm-hmm. are 35 plus. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I have lightning round questions attached. Right. And that's great. But what I'm saying is like, with that in mind, when you say you're goal oriented, what what goal should you have? Let's say let's say the majority our our sweet spot for this podcast, I'm guessing, is probably thirty two to fifty five. Agreed. I think that's where the vast majority of our demographic yes. lies. Okay. And that would mean there's some serious experience here for dating. Yes. It means there's probably already been a marriage, marriage. or a marriage and someone is open right. or E and M. Ethically non-monogamous, and I think those are the people that are listening to our podcast. And some with kids, very clearly. That's a... So when you say dating and being goal-oriented, this is important. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you mean by that? That it will turn into a long-term relationship, committed and exclusive. When do... <laughs> I know, I, I'm just saying. When does you... it turn into that? When you've had the discussion? I would say yes, it would turn into that, but. Um, and now I'll go through the different points, which will might answer more of your question. So, um, most, well, I shouldn't say this, but people, at least some of the people I know when they're dating, they would like to understand that they're investing their time and energy towards an end game, which is a long-term investing their time. Okay. So it doesn't turn into a long-term relationship. Yeah. You've had great times. You yeah. went you went tubing down the Hudson with cocktailing and you went to a Woo Sox game with them and you went to a movie and you've had nice sex with them and you yeah. and you read the Sunday paper together and oh just because it doesn't turn into a long term relationship is a waste of time. Okay, this is a good Pardon point. my French, but fuck everyone that thinks that. Okay, this is a fuck good point. Fuck everyone that thinks You're that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. This I wasted my time on you for six months, eight months, two years. Enter time frame here. It, this is a good point, but there is a lot of frustration out there. I, I had, maybe, maybe it's because the people who had the good time would like to keep having that good time. And you can certain- keep having that time. Keep bringing your A game to the table. They keep bringing their A game to the table. What what denotes a successful relationship? You want to spend time with them. Here's a successful relationship. Ready, Joe? Here's a secret. Mm-hmm. This is a nugget, okay? Mm-hmm. You've had a tough day, okay? You've had a tough day. You got some bad news or you just had a crummy day. Sometimes you have a bad day. A flat tire, blah, 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 whatever or the family member annoys you, or something happens, someone's health isn't right, whatever the case is, you've had a bad day. The person that you're seeing, Mm -hmm. exclusive, non-exclusive, whatever the case, you've had that bad day. It's 7.30 at night. Right. And you want to still hang out with them. You don't want to cancel. You want to still hang out with them. That is a successful relationship. Not if they're boning someone else. Not if they're talking to someone else. Not if they're texting someone else. That is a successful relationship. I got a newsflash. Okay. So, for example, you had a bad day. You go home. Who's the guy that sang that song? You had had a bad bad day. day. 
That's one of those terrible. names you hate, actually. It's terrible. It's a Goo Goo Dolls or Cunningham. No, it's a guy with just one guy's name. Five? No, it's just a guy's okay. name. So Keep going. So, so I'm you had a bad day. You want to go home. 7.30 comes about. You want somebody, you just said, you know, somebody connected with you and they said, yeah, let's, let's still go out and have a good time. What if you had a bad day? You want to hang out with the other person and they're not around because they're with somebody else. Then that isn't a successful relationship in the perspective of the person who wasn't able to hang out with the person they wanted to be with after a bad day. The biggest issue with polyamory is the loss of the resource of time. Now, listen, if your day was truly bad enough mm-hmm. and you didn't just want the attention of the person that you were seeing, you really kind of needed it and it was truly a bad yes. day. They would show up. They would show up. Ah. And the other person, your metamorph, is the other person they're dating, would probably show up for you too. (sighs) Now, you thought you had... I thought I had you. The (laughs) knock-on polyamory. And it turns out... You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not at all. Not like a threesome, but like... If you have a cool metamor... I meant that as an emotional And you were meant to hang out. Right. And the other person in that relationship had a had a tough day had a really tough time there's no way they wouldn't be cool with the you know like the point person in that relationship the swing person not saying like oh absolutely you need to go hang out with joe she had a tough day in fact let her know i can hit stewart's and come over and bring some ice cream and some hershey syrup Um, or or if you have if you have a metamor it's worth a shit They'll say, or if if she just wants your time, that's totally cool too. But I would love to show up for her if she needs it. Mm. Okay, that's beautiful. It is. So, so detached dating does touch on it is polyamory. Daniel Powder is the guy's name. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Okay, say say what you're saying. So I do agree with you that detached dating is a. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I had to do it. That's a very long intro. Uh huh. It's a decent song. It's a decent. Song. It is cute, yeah, but it's just cute. so. Okay, so the he, chorus I struggle with. To support your message, and by no means, you know, none of us are promoting or not promoting polyamory. We're discussing it because there are parts of it I always believe is good advice for even uh, monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the good things about detached dating, as much as that makes some people cringe, although I think most people practice it, is... 100% they do. Yes, yes. And I found that out this evening, by the way. So the first one is, if you already... We're going to have to circle back on that one. I don't know what you meant by that. No, no, I, I, I was among people earlier, and I realized... They confirmed that that happens a lot. Yes. Okay, I don't think I, we needed that confirmation. Person, we know that. Yeah, yeah I learned that this person, um, based on her stories, um, was a lot more uh, detached dater than I would have ever thought. Okay. Okay. So, um, when you are detached dating, by definition, you are not really supposed to get obsessed over one person. So one of the hardest things uh, that people deal with is obsessing over when's he going to call me? When's our next date? The worst. When is, exactly. So you have a hobby. Up so have much a hobby. Time. 
Listen, that that takes up so agree takes up so much time and yeah. energy and negativity. But this is the stuff we're learning. We all did this. Oh, exactly. exactly. We all did this. Company included. Yeah. So you take that part away. Imagine how much more fun you ha- you would have. To imagine how much day. shit you could get done in your life. A hundred percent. You could write that book. You could write that grant. You could do so many things. Help another person. Help another person. Yes. Get down to Habitat for Humanity. Pound a few nails. Let's right. go. Okay, so one, the good thing about detached dating is no obsessions, no responsibilities. You don't have to feel like, oh, I got to have dinner with this person. And if you feel that way, you shouldn't be with them anyways. Correct. So there is another point to this. So a lot of news flashes is, um, in this podcast. You're not falling in love quickly, which usually turns out to be falling in love with the potential of that person not necessarily what you know about just that kidding. person. Because you just don't know them that well. It's getting high in NRE. Yeah. Don't get high in NRE. You know what? I should do a public service announcement. I was like, you know, <laughs> this is this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Or what, what was it? How did it go? Yeah, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. As Say no to drugs. Egg to yeah. on a hot Yeah, it was, it was uh, what was her name? Uh, Nancy Reagan? Is that her Nancy name? Nancy Reagan, but the actor who did it became famous. Also. Right, but the whole th- whole thing is like just say no just say no to nre just say no to nre which you love so much which i do i do Do you still are you getting over that a little bit yeah i am getting over that because i am now witnessing a lot of people around me end up in that nre and then they just go blind and you they 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 don't so fleeting see it's fleeting and they don't see their their real self, and they don't see the real mm-hmm. person in front of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, because this this will I'll circle back to all these with circle my back. lightning round. More corporate questions. speak. I love it. So, um, are we gonna put a pin in that? <laughs> is uh, <laughs> corporate speak these just, unprecedented times? Just for the record, Joshua just uh, drank half a can of Bang yeah. energy drink, and usually gets hyper after that. Look out! So, when um, am I gonna fall asleep another, tonight? Another good thing about detached dating, even though it has a negative connotation, is you see people clearly because, again, if you kind of not not get obsessive or infatuated, you see people for who they are. Yeah, and it's so fun to enjoy people while you're taking your time with it instead of just, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's more steady and consistent as yeah. well. Yeah. It's like a slow burn to mm. maybe a really cool spot. You know what? You know what this is like. Okay. Seiko's gonna love this analogy. The other day, I mean, like Seiko's a kid. He's twelve. He's gonna be a teenager soon. You know, I'm I'm a grown man. It's hot out. The Bronco with all the sports equipment sometimes doesn't isn't just like the greatest aroma. It's not bad, but it's not great. Yeah. So we went and got what, Seiko? Some air fresheners, right? And we got those ones. We got those air fresheners. Not the little trees. We get those sometimes too. Yeah. We got the ones where you control on the back how much smell is allowed to emanate from them. Oh, like if you want it just a little, yeah. If you want just a little bit, and then then it lasts longer. Right. So when you get a, a new thing, oh, no. you just meet someone. Think about it as the air fresher in your car where you just open it a small amount so it lets, lets a nice aroma through but not overwhelming. Uh-huh. Just a little slow burn with that new car smell or the pina colada smell <laughs> or the new car fresh <laughs> scent <laughs> smell. smell. Yeah. yeah. Just open it a little bit. Just yeah. take your time getting to know someone. Take your time. Don't go on one date and then 
they just they're getting over a heartbreak you're getting over a heartbreak or you're lonely and you just turn to like captain overzealous like we gotta hang out again tomorrow we gotta hang out four times this week slow burn Think of Josh and Seiko and the Bronco with the air freshener. Just let a little bit in. Just a little bit of the smell at a time. Don't open it way up to where it burns out in two days and the car smells like what? Like, yeah, for a week and then it's right back to smelling like, like sports equipment. Like just came out of the perfume yeah. department. I agree. Just, I, I like that analogy. It's a I nice like metaphor. I do. Yeah. I am a slow burn girl these days. I mean, you are I, now. I truly believe that that's the only way to go. When we started this pod, you're like, ah, <laughs> E-N-M, E-N-M. What we're really saying is like, ah, air freshener in the car and turn it way up to max. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, NRE. But you just wanted to swim in that all day. I'm not saying I can't get romantic, but I'm also saying that. Pace yourself. Yeah. Pace yourself. And it's just, it's the same thing as, like I try to talk to Seiko about like let's say you went par birdie on two really tough holes and then all of a sudden the next tee box you're all buddy buddy with all the guys in your group and you're like ah where do you guys go so, yeah how do you get along with your parents do you have any siblings <laughs> meanwhile if you made two bogeys in a row you're like you're like kicking you. rocks you're kicking oh, the dog yeah. you you don't want to talk to anyone like just even keel calm down it's all right yeah. it's okay if you made two bogeys and if you made a birdie in a par. Don't get too high because that's how you that's how you're guaranteed to hit a crappy shot on the next hole. Yeah. Regulate. Just calm down. Regulate. Regulate. Okay. Slow burn. So this was the final statement on this article regarding detached dating. And the potential positive parts of it is when you're not so attached to quote finding your person, end quote, mm-hmm. you'll be enjoying your life so much that the right person will actually recognize. Yeah, or you'll you recognize as them yourself, too. And you yourself recognize the best of you. Yeah. I know we I know we touch on this all the time in different ways in 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 our what 30 three dozen podcasts now. Oh yeah, we're But I still see the same mistake over and over again yeah. in people. Don't ever underestimate the the power of feeling lonely. Because people will make mistakes in that situation. Yeah. They'll make mistakes. Um, they'll settle for someone mm-hmm. who's not right for them. Mm-hmm. Not a bad person, but not right for them. Um, they'll get all rubbing NRE all over themselves. I got to see someone again. Did you just see him the last two nights? I got to see him again. I got to see him again. Just calm down. Yeah. Pace Take yourself. Your Take your time. Yeah. And if you can... Ch- and then... In that way, you still get to be yourself. You get to finish your book that you yeah. started. You get to, you know, watch that movie that you want to watch. You know, like, you get to stay and home. And get when you see them again, you have more things to more talk More of an appreciation for seeing them. Wildly interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. But whether you want to do detached dating or not, if you want to just date, if you, listen, I got no problem with monogamy. I've got no problem with just dating one person at a time. Even in the even in the early days, I've got no problem with that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying everything I think is right. That's not true. Make mistakes all the time. But even if you are a dater who only wants to date one person, even when it's early days, in the first week or two weeks yeah. or a month or whatever, that's fine. I'm not trying to yuck your yum, baby. Right. But you don't have to see him three days a week or five days you don't have to do that or obsess over them or yeah back up yeah back the f up and just 
if you see them twice a week or once a week or whatever, and sometimes geography gets in the way, right? Mm -hmm. Just slow it down. Slow it down. Okay. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing the things that make you happy. I haven't had a lightning round question questionnaire for you. Yeah. Um, you guys had a long day. You probably want to get to sleepy sleep. So, real life scenarios. Okay. Some of our people around us um, have gotten engaged recently. Oh. Do you mean two people have? I don't want to be specific because I don't. I didn't. Add, I didn't tell you to say a name. <laughs> but you say some people. Did you mean just? One couple, right? Is that what you mean? Yes, we I, don't have I was trying there. to make a general, and that's general, nice, so and that that's very nice. We don't. Uh, I wish those two very, very well. Agreed. Yeah, of course. Okay, so and this is not necessarily a discussion they're having themselves; rather, it's a general discussion when it comes to pe two people who are getting engaged these days. Okay. Number one, prenup or no prenup? Would you require it if you were to marry someone? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Like, what are your resources like? If your resources are similar, I don't think there's any reason to do it. If your resources are way out of balance and one person's, you know, and I don't want to say the guy or the, or the woman, like yeah. I don't want to say which, it or it could be two men, it could be two women. Like, yeah. if your resources are way, way, way off, I don't see that as a bad thing. Would you sign one or would you ask to sign one? For the other person to sign one. Well, I'm not a wealthy guy. Um, I, I would never ask that. I mean, I don't know if I want to get married again, but if I did, I think it would be a woman asking me for for a prenup. <laughs> like, I can't imagine, you know, I'm... That's not true. Yeah. No, no, I'm not I'm not indigent. Yeah. I'm just saying that I am not so so wealthy that I would really think I need to protect a bunch of assets. Do you think that changes, especially if you have a child? I know it would change for me. If, if you mean like, so Seiko would would, would be my only heir to whatever correct. wealth I have amassed. Yes. And then all of a sudden, some woman I, comes in and I marry her for two years, and she turns into be a, a turd, and then I have to give. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but yeah. I don't. I don't want to think about that. I. I, I um. Yeah. Uh, I would go prenup. I, I think if your resources are way, way different, then I would strongly consider that and suggest that to someone. If I had a guy friend who was marrying someone yes, and question. their um, resources were way out of whack, I would strongly consider that. Mm, okay. Okay. Fair. I think for me... Or if I had a female friend and she had a lot of resources and a lot of wealth... And she married a woman or a man. I mean, gender, you know, genitals doesn't doesn't make a difference here. Right. You know, if they, you know, m married someone who had a lot less money than them or a lot less, you know, whatever, I would probably suggest that. Yeah. I think I see, I see things. Now, here's a better question. Okay. Uh, we know that I'm straight. If a woman that I was seeing, mm -hmm. we decided to get married and she was very wealthy would I still marry her if she required a prenup? Okay. That would be a better question. But since you didn't ask it, I don't have to answer it. Uh, <laughs> you would probably be like, yeah, whatever, and sign up on the dotted line. I'd be like, you know, we got to do what we got to do here. I don't think I would care one way or another. I don't think you would either. Because if someone really wanted, if I really wanted to get married again, I thought someone was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I would never be someone who would go after someone's wealth anyways. No. I didn't help you amass that. No. I would never want that. Yeah. So it would be slimy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, for you, for your own protection, whatever you saved and worked for, I would say. Wow. I, was a, it, I did not see that question coming in a million years. It was so unrelated to what we were already talking about, but I like it. Yeah. Lightning rounds can be open. It can yes. be a blank check. All right. What'd you get the next one? Okay. Joint bank account or separate bank accounts when you get married. I think, oh. wow. Are these all about financial things of getting married? No, not all. I hope this is the last one. Cause this is lame. <laughs> Um, no, these are serious questions. I know they are, but it doesn't make it, it doesn't mean that I have to care about them or that I want to answer them, right? Um, Which is why you're the perfect person to ask because then you're. Unbiased. I don't have a, I don't have a vested interest, right? Um, I would say separate. I would say separate. Okay. Yeah, I would say separate. I don't think there's any reason to lump it all in there together. Because I don't want anyone getting cranky about how, you know, if things weren't going well or if it did. I mean, it's okay. Divorce is fine. It's like it's not the end of the world. If you did have that direction, I don't want to have to have a discussion. You know, if I made X a year and my spouse made X plus 20%, I don't want to feel like it was a lottery win for me when we split that I got a little more money than I made. I don't want that. Yeah. But I'm the exception. You are the exception. Most people be like, all right. I deserve half that. Well, at least the people I hang out with seem to have the same sentiment. It's like they do until it happens, Joe. Yeah, this is so very true. Although most of the people I hang out with are on their second marriage, so right. <laughs> but happened, you, you can you can say that's how they are. Yeah, I agree. And I don't Money know that that's is. I don't know that that's the case when money's a funny thing. The shit hits a fan. They okay. change pretty quickly. Agreed. Okay, so um, another another scenario. Uh, Legitimately, girl is waffling whether or not she ever wants a child because she doesn't have one currently. Uh, but the guy, the girl met, has said from the very beginning, not even be, not even yeah. on the first date, I will never have a child. Should the girl keep dating him, and for how long? If you're, if you're at odds on whether or not you want a child, yeah. Mm. Guy definitely doesn't want any, and the girl is going. I don't know if I want either. Well, there's no issue there. They both kind of don't want to have a kid. No, I. If she's waffling a little, it's like not sure, but I. Re-ask the question. You're you're being very vague on that. So you're saying the guy doesn't want to have a kid 100%, at all. Hundred percent, zero, never, ever, ever. Yeah. The girl is always wanted. The one. woman. Yep. She's the not woman, sixteen. Sorry, the woman yep. always wanted one, but um. It entertained her thoughts that she may not have one. Because she's trying to please him? No, because they're a little bit older and she's well established in her work. Yeah, to you got to get that straight before you walk down the aisle, man. Are you just no, asking like... No, just dating. Like, okay. Should they even be dating? Yeah, I think connection trumps a lot of things. That'd be one thing that connection might not trump. Mm, so answer. you've got to get that straight and this is and I don't mind talking about this in my post marriage dating career I've been touched by this situation and um, I have made a conscious choice that in less you know 
I was completely overwhelmed. I probably wasn't going to have another child because I'm in love with my one and only child. And I don't know if I want to split my attention. I think I've been a pretty decent father and I could be a father again and probably still do as much, much, give as much attention, give as much love, but I just don't, I don't know that I want to do that now because I don't want to have another child. It's just that I really love my one kid and I love giving him so much of my time. And I was very, um, um, I had that conversation with, with much intent and, um, tried very hard to explain that. And that has been the demise of at least one relationship because I didn't want to do that. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And that is very painful because you can have, you can be firing on eight cylinders with someone and if you don't have if you're not on the same path Mm -hmm. with that one that can be a deal breaker and I don't even like to use that term because it's so trite Mm -hmm. and it's such a catchphrase it's a deal breaker it's a heartbreaker yeah yeah and by the way I wasn't talking about in your situation no and I know but but if if I have the chance if I have the chance to talk about it yeah I gotta take that chance if that's tough for me to talk about It's still a huge win for the 17 people that listen because they need to hear that it is a very real thing. And this is the first time we've gotten heavy in a long time, but that is a heavy one. And you've got to be on the same page there. From the get-going. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes when you really fall in love with someone, it'll change your mind. Or, Mm. or you can think you're hell-bent on not wanting to have a kid. Mm -hmm. Then you can be touched in your life by a young person that changes your mind. I feel like in my life over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. Seiko's presence has changed some people's minds into wanting to have kids. There was one gentleman that worked at the Owl that pretty much didn't want to do that. And being around Francisco for a few years, I think that kind of helped push him gently into that direction. And there was a customer who wound up being a very good friend of mine and still is a very good friend of mine. And, you know, she has more than one child now. And when I met her and her husband, they were, you know, very young in their probably their late 20s, early 30s. And they now have multiple children. And Seiko absolutely was a huge part of that. Oh, that's cool. But I mean, they were very young, young professionals and thought no way, not happening. And it has been the best thing that's ever happened to her. And she's a wonderful person. That's cool. That's a tough one because, you know, especially if you're in love with someone and you differ in that opinion. And that's the thing, you know, you know that you don't yuck someone else's yum and you are non-judgmental and you are open-minded when having a kid which has changed my life Uh, my life had zero meaning i mean i coached college golf teams i try to show up for people i I try to be an important people in a lot of different people's lives and then i had my kid and even that seemed trite and unimportant to me yeah after i had you know after we had francisco and having a child has been when you say it's the best thing ever happened to you what a what a fucking understatement 
And to know that there are people that just don't want to have, they have no desire to have a child. It blows my mind, but it doesn't, it, I don't yuck that yum. I like, I don't, it's, that's, I would, that's probably the wrong way to say it. That's reserved for more with something that turns someone on and you don't want to be like, Oh, why does that work for you? Or why do you like Dave Matthews band? Why do you like Metallica? You, know, you can't yuck their yum. It's usually something a little more, yeah. you know, inconsequential, something. You can't judge that right. for but wanting a child I, or not. I, yeah. I mean, the fact that I seemingly get it when someone says, yeah, I don't want to have kids. I kind of go, wow. Yeah. It's a pretty cool experience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's how you can tell. I'm not pointing the bony finger at anyone. Do what you got to do, you know, yeah. or don't do the things that everyone else does. Just find a way to be happy and make other people happy. Agreed. Give a shit about other people. Then you're good. So last one. What do you got? One of the partners they're dating is snores so much <sighs> that loss of sleep has become like a mental health or a health issue what would you do yeah. if you were the one going nuts because you can't sleep yeah and i'll tell you what i think what do you got a noise machine because the person snoring can't help it it's so sad like you're gonna be so here's my take can they not help it have they have they seen a sleep specialist? Have they? I mean, okay, there so are things you can do. The answer to all of that is yes. They put one of those nose clips. No, I don't. I don't want to assume that the answer is yes. So in this case, my guess is my my real my real assessment is that the person has had this issue of snoring and they did seek help, and it's just a thing. Okay. First of all, I want to start by saying, don't assume that someone has gone through all of... In this case, I would, I would be 69% sure. Is that a reason you picked that number? <laughs> yeah. It's getting okay. Yeah, no so, so let me say this. You better be 100% sure someone has tried everything they can do to make that better. Because yeah. I am not a snorer, but I have been someone who had sleepovers with people who, who were snorers. <laughs> and it isn't cool. What, if it's two in the morning and the person is snoring, you sit there and go, how the fuck does this person not know they're snoring? How did they not wake themselves up? It is infuriating. It is a very challenging item. Okay? Is it for you? Has it been? Oh, 100%. Not very often, but when it was, like, I would get grumpy about it. Oh. Oh, fucking grumpy because... Have you seen an ENT person? Have you seen a sleep specialist? If you have and you still snore, that's fine. But between like a deviated septum, between like breathe right strips, but there are ways to fix it, to lighten it up or to fix it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when people snore, it's because they're shit faced. And if it's someone that I has a drinking problem, if it's someone that has a drinking problem, then you're super pissed. You're like, you can't put a cocktail down to ensure that you don't you don't snore? Is there what? Really a correlation? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh, it's like asking, oh, is there, there's oxygen in the air that you breathe? I no oh, a hundred percent. Come on, Joe. A hundred percent. And unless you're certain that someone has tried very hard to stop snoring, that is super, super duper annoying. So yeah. it's not a deal breaker, but there's nothing wrong with sleeping in a different bed. So let me tell you this. If someone's snoring a lot and is affecting your ability to sleep, 
to ask them to sleep in another room or you sleep in another room is not remotely out of bounds. I'd agree with that. And if someone has a problem, if someone has a problem with that, yeah, let's say, let's say we're in a relationship and you're snoring and I wake up and say, Joe, like I can't do it. I got to sleep in the room. And if they got grumpy about that, I'd be hot. I'd be pissed. Right. And he's got, he's got to try to fix it. It's like any, any issue that you have in a relationship, try to fix it. Because I feel like one hugely significant control it positively. Make sure you're at least if you, the only issue the only issue here is in this situation in this scenario is if you live in a studio apartment. Yeah. Okay. Fair. If there's another bedroom, get your ass in the bedroom. Yeah. It doesn't mean you love them less. If you're upset about that as as the snorer and not the snoree yeah. in the situation, check yourself. Mm, good point. And if they have to go sleep in the room, that's fine. You had a good day together. You had a nice dinner together. Yeah. You cleaned the dishes together. Maybe you boned each other that night. Life is good. You don't also need to have someone sacrifice their mental health and their ability to get rest because you're snoring and you're pissed that they want to sleep in a different yeah. bed. That shouldn't be an issue. There's yeah. a lot of ways around it. But but job one is keep that tightness, that closeness of sleeping together by trying to fix your own snoring. Yeah. I have no problem with it. I, I, if I wake up, I'll fall right back to sleep because I. I can't what if sleep. they keep sawing logs, man? What? What if they keep sawing logs? Sawing logs is a informal, fun way of saying snoring. Oh, <laughs> I did not. I, I, I sleep right through it. I can sleep through anything. I can sleep through a bus station. And that's good. Yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, in this situation, the person cannot is a very light sleeper. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for me. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I do think about dating uh, in the air in the spring and summer. I, I feel like some of the people around are like, I don't want to be exclusive with someone right now because it's summer's coming. And because there's so very, many options. Oh, Saratoga becomes like oh, option city oh, in the summertime. Oh, so what you're saying is that. You look around the owl when you walk around here. I never do that. I never notice attractive women at the owl. Are there some? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't meaning you. You know how I feel. You look. You were a stunner tonight. By the way. By the way. So Joe, Joe, Joe's son was in town, and she went out to dinner with him. Yeah. And Seiko had a game tonight, and she mentioned that she was going to come to the game. And because it was such a well pitched game, especially on our side, the game went really fast. It was over in like an hour and twenty minutes, and she rolls in at like at like an hour and twenty two minutes, and the game had just finished. But she was speeding there, trying to get there on time. I was. And she gets out of the car. She's what a honey. She had this this you know black dress on. My God, she walked out of there. I was like, was there a modeling shoot around? What's Aww. going on? Oh, you oh you look great. Oh, thank you. And um, slightly dressed. She up. looked so nice, and it was just so cool. The fact that she didn't catch the game could care less. The effort was there, and she was a stunner. Aww, Ooh. thank look you. Out. Look out! Look out, boys. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I'll take the compliment. Yowzer. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed the game. I. It's uh, all right. We'll get him next time. Yeah, it was a good. It was a big one too. Yeah, 11-0, good guys. Awesome, awesome, and he batted well. Two for three. Good. Maybe, maybe a Seiko. Did you get a play in the field? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I will let you know what happens to these scenarios that I outlined for yeah. you because these are real life issues. People are dealing with them at the moment. Yeah, it's okay. hard. I know. Prenup. I did Prenup. not think that was a question. I didn't think that was going to be a question tonight. I refuse. <laughs> I 
I refuse. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, another awesome time. Another awesome pod in the pod books. Pod in the books. And we will see you later.